0: Beyond, and hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, episode 600, and don't get the number wrong, Jonathan, 74, that's right, it's been a very busy week, and I've been writing a lot of things, so a lot of numbers and review scores have passed by my desk, uh, but of course, this is the last episode we're recording before the PlayStation 5 is available in some territories, uh, unfortunately, most of the world won't see it until November 19th, but November 12th is the launch date for Uh, some territories and so it will be out there in people's hands and we are going to be talking a lot about all of the launch games that we've been playing can give impressions on so far Uh, and to do that with me this week i'm joined by max scoville hello hello welcome back uh also joined this week by janet garcia what's good and all the way from the other shores i was going to say across the pond but my god (laughs) is that said all the time is simon carty simon thank you for joining us again
1: thank you for having me it's you know we're in the middle of another lockdown here, so what better time to have a new console to play with?
0: Exactly, it is. It is definitely not a bad time of year uh to have that. If well, it's still kind of is. okay. Well, yeah, I'm trying to make <laughs> some money, but no, you're. <laughs> The, the rest of the things going on notwithstanding, it's a pretty exciting time for games, and we will have a lot to talk about. Obviously, if you didn't already, please go check out last week's episode uh, where we talked our broad impressions on the hardware itself, the... Uh, Astro's Playroom, which is included for pack uh, Packin, and Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales. Both of my reviews for those are on the website, of course. And if you haven't, please go check out the official IGN PS5 console review. Uh, Luke Riley from our team did a fantastic job with that. And it was a sort of all hands on deck video uh, production. So definitely go check that out. And uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about all the. PS5 content we're going on uh, that are that is going on on IGN excuse me uh, at the end of this episode but I do want to start with I know I mentioned we talked about it last week but Max and Simon since you both weren't on uh, and Max will start with you what how have you like what's your experience been with Astros and Spider Man specifically so far
2: I mean it feels pretty weird because I just I got to play <laughs> a new a new PlayStation like we went um so I borrowed the one that Lucy was using for review stuff and this this was all you know okayed by by sony this was this was part of the deal but it was very weird to do like this awkward like you know kind of back alley handoff of just like having like i was standing on the street holding a playstation 5 and i was like i gotta get in the car this is like this is nerve-wracking and then again i think i might be the i think i might be the first person to open up a not new playstation 5 like to just like the (laughs) box was torn a little bit and i set it up and like you know her profiles are already on there and i was like i mean it's a little bit it kind of takes a little bit of the edge off but um <laughs> yeah i got to jump in like i i mean i'm it's exciting like it's it's weird to have like a new like a you know brand new controller that does new stuff and new you know new bells and whistles and i just like immediately uh loaded up astro and was just um just smiling like a little kid like that's such a that feels like um i i would say some nintendo grade magic like there's a there's a it, it, i i was kind of shocked to just sort of so quickly jump into that game and just immediately be like just charmed senseless, um, with how much just cute stuff is in there. And I won't, I won't go into specifics, but I really, I, I think I, I don't think I was, ex- I was expecting it to be sort of in its in its own kind of astroverse. I wasn't expecting it to be so much of like a, like a PlayStation universe homage, <laughs> um, which was really lovely. And I was totally, um, I've, I've gone back and forth on the, on the controller and how I feel about that. Like, I think I was expecting a little, to be like a little bit more blown away by the haptic stuff, but then the active triggers has like, kind of like, I, it's got, it's like periodically gotten me more excited about it. And, uh, yeah. And then I jumped into, um, Miles Morales, which is a, uh, phenomenally gorgeous video game. And, uh, it's also, I think exactly what I wanted because, um, yeah, like, I mean, I think I, I got my fill of the the last spider-man and i was i was kind of like yeah you know i'll check it out i'll have a good time and then it's just um it's my loud dog i i don't know i didn't order an xbox so that's not what that is but um i don't know yeah i was i think it's like a a small like a small christmas time spider-man adventure is like exactly what i wanted and it's um it seems like they're really showing off the sort of everything the ps5 has to offer in in the best little little ways. so i'm 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 excited right now it's a good it's a good time to be playing video games
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And it's one of those interesting things where I've seen a lot of people talk about and we talked about it last week of like the length of Miles Morales. But like, as you kind of described it, it is nice to just have this wonderful, like, a weekend game, Christmas time jaunt in New York City, where you get to be Spider-Man. And like, that is a fun experience. And it's okay that it's not 40 hours long. Um, Simon, how have those two game experiences been for you? I know we've been working uh, on a lot of stuff in the weeks mm-hmm. leading up to the PS five launch, and you in particular have been doing a lot with Astros. but how have, how's your experience been with both of them?
1: i I love Astro's playroom so much. I'm a big fan of uh, rescue mission, the VR the the VR game, and just kind of brings all the stuff I loved from that bit into this. And like Max was saying, it's just a great sort of celebration of PlayStation, which I wasn't expecting. And yeah, it's just, Completely joyful for a few hours. It won't take you that long to beat. It won't take you that long to get the platinum trophy. Even, but I feel like every PlayStation fan should have the platinum for that game, just out, <laughs> of, out of respect for the system. <laughs> but um same with Spider Man. I I loved it as well. I thought it was as good, if not slightly better, than twenty eighteen Spider Man. I loved it. I thought Miles was great. I thought the whole cast was great, and I was happy with the length. I thought it told a good story in that time, and. I loved it
0: yeah it's a it it definitely doesn't feel like it pads out its story uh, really in any way so it's nice to not have it sort of like overstay its welcome but yeah the 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 ways i think astros surprised me too and i i know janet we've talked about like how joyful it was on last week's show um i i totally agree with both of you guys it's um there is something so wonderful and unexpected about the surprise of how that keeps coming into play as you keep progressing through these levels and how they find really unique ways to literally like put PlayStation into the level layout uh, and like build platforming challenges out of PlayStation stuff. It's really cool. Um, Janet, I know you had mentioned right before we started filming, you you played Spider-Man on your phone.
3: I did. I did. Um, I'm working on the PS5 uh, wiki guide. Yes, we do have console wikis and they're always very very elaborate and have like a lot of just different details as we learn more about the console and also learn what you guys are looking for in terms of information so one thing that was recently added was that ps5 remote play like on your where you can play ps5 on your ps4 so then i was working on that page and i'm like let me check out the other remote play features so uh, one of them is to play on your phone so i was like Let's see how easy this is to do. And you can do it. It is very laggy, at least for me. Maybe that's my internet. It probably isn't because I use it all the time for everything else in my life. But yeah, it was a, it was an odd experience, especially because... And you can customize how you do it and you can also like connect your controller which is probably the ideal way to do it so that you have all the buttons but if you're just playing straight up on your phone it's sort of just and it's kind of old news because the remote play feature is not new but it just sort of overlays the controller and I'm like trying to swing but it's like a little bit delayed and like you can I'd be curious as to how much I could actually do successfully in that (laughs) and it seems like a very um odd sad challenge to partaken but um you know maybe on a tablet it would be a little bit better but uh, i just really like that you can do a lot of like weird stuff with the ps5 as well like again a lot of these things aren't necessarily new but i was digging into some of their um picture in picture like share a screen functionality and like share a game Uh, i haven't gotten share a game to work quite yet i'm kind of hashing that out with brendan but just looking at like the different ways that you can uh, share stuff on playstation and share experiences on playstation some of them sure maybe aren't as pretty or ideal as others but it is nice that there are um some options there especially because a lot of people were kind of you know salty about not being able to use the dual shock like you can kind of jankily back end the dual shock onto the ps5 by doing remote play and stuff so um yeah those kind of things are just fascinating i don't know how often i would use that but i think it's really cool that it's there
2: i don't know i think i think the best way to experience like 4k 60 frames a second full-on hdr cutting-edge next-gen gaming is by having it bottleneck and played with a touchscreen phone <laughs> yeah. what could go wrong
0: exactly I was talking
1: today with um joe Screvels from the IGN uk office as well We am saying what's the most convoluted way you could do remote pay, like through a ps4 to a mac via a phone fire <laughs> like a windows dashboard using an xbox controller. like can you get like a chain of 12 things going
2: you can set up I a know. nanny a nanny cam
1: yeah
0: watch it through. Yeah. Like my dog monitoring camera <laughs> on, on my phone. Yeah. That God. Yeah. It, it is nice that these options are here. And I know that like the PS4 remote, the PS4 now has the PS5 remote play app kind of like sneakily appeared on the PS4 dashboard over the last day or so uh, since we've been recording. And like you said, I don't know how often I'll be using these things. It's nice. It's there. Um, I know that since we last recorded, we've also found a little bit more about the UI. Like, uh, I, Jen I know the wiki's team, uh, figured out that you can essentially put uh, your preference for subtitles on as a default within the system itself, and then have that applied to all of your games. Um, there's You can look up your uh, estimated playtime via, I think it's the trophy list that you go through, essentially. Yes, um, yes yeah, thank you. And so it's uh, there are all these little bells and whistles that we're still figuring out from the UI, but uh, especially Simon and Max, how, how have you liked the UI since you've been using it uh, after years of the PS4 UI?
1: I've loved the UI and another little magic bit as well. In I think it's in the same screen. You can do the subtitles. You can also set the default for your games to be inverted if you want. And I'm one of these people that plays inverted. I know, <laughs> I just deal with it. But uh, I've set that. But every game I have gone into since hasn't really changed it to that. So I'm not sure if that's 100% working oh, yet. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if that actually works at some point. But yeah, I I'm into the UI overall. I'm not one of these people. UI is UI to me. I'll get used to it either way, if you know what I mean. But uh, I quite like the PS4s and I quite like this one. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Max, what about you?
2: Um, I don't love it, but it's also, again, it's UI and I'll get used to it. Like, I don't want to be like a cranky old guy who's like, I don't like change. Uh, the biggest weird adjustment is holding down. What is it? If you hold down the...
0: it The PlayStation the, button. Yep.
2: The hold yeah, down the PlayStation it's... button and then it it goes home. But then if you tap it, it brings up a menu, which is the complete opposite of yeah. yeah which, I'm still doing that right Yep, that's gonna yeah, be a, that's gonna be like you know, writing last year on the checks after New Year. <laughs> like that's
0: yeah.
3: The... How often are you guys going home from your games? Like you're going like you're just backing out a lot, or like I feel I've like that's pretty that's, often.
2: I get pretty worked up, like... and I need to take a breather. You know, I just got to <laughs> cut out of there. um No, I, I don't know. It's 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 all right. I'm I am sort of overwhelmed by all the different little the cards. I I'm. I'm sure i'll get used to them and i also think like the ps5 will eventually sort of tailor itself to how i'm playing games but as of right now i'm just sort of like i don't know about this you know this is is strange and again it's also i'm playing on the ps5 that lucy initially set up so like i don't know if there's any you know onboarding that i missed and i'm just this you know just usurper
0: (laughs) no i mean we are in an interesting point where the cards are just being used in i think pretty basic capacities um and especially for stuff like with Astros, it lets you jump from level to level from the cards, but so does the main menu of Astros. So it's like essentially just another step to do the same thing you can do in game. Uh, so I think it will be interesting to see how more games use them. I know we've talked, but like especially how Demon Souls is going to end up using the tip system, or like how much info it is going to give you on those cards versus withholding, since that's what those games are all about. It, it'll be interesting to see how they're used. Have you used them much, Simon?
1: I have used the card. I use them in Astro Bot quite a bit, actually, when I was. Good scoop it up trophies and like it's good because it tells you like if you're 85% through a certain level it's like right I have one artifact left to find in this level it does tell you that on the map screen as well but (laughs) it's kind of just you know three button presses instead of four I suppose
0: (laughs) yeah it's especially like when different games will do it like Astros is a pretty small scale game so it's very easy to for them to like bump that stuff up on the main menu whereas Like Assassin's Creed, if I'm going to collect stuff, is probably not going to show all of that very easily.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it will become helpful because there's like recently I tortured myself and got the Avengers Platinum because I'm an ill person. (laughs) But um, there's some trophies in that that are like complete 50 hives, which are the long missions in that game. But there's no way to track that whatsoever. So if those appear on cards, then that is an absolute lifesaver. So you don't just feel like you're just toiling away at nothing forever
2: i could see the cards definitely getting more people hooked on trophy stuff and if it's uh you know if it's if it streamlines the process of going after a certain trophy then that's that's kind of huge there's also that part of me that dreads that because if i like you know go to my dashboard and see like oh like here's oh no it's it's a thing that i've got like 98 percent of like (laughs) i have to go do that i have to finish it you got to just
0: you know and they'll they'll make that anxiety just like front and center when you pause your game. So yeah, could could change the way, but I agree with you. It could also make people want to invest in the trophy system more. And if they do more of those, like you get a free profile picture or something like that with uh, games when you get platinums, it it probably will just help reinforce that whole thing. Um, I do of course want to talk about some other uh, launching games that we haven't gotten to talk about yet. And specifically, I want to bring up Snacks first. And Simon, you reviewed Bugsnacks uh, Your review is up on IGN. Uh, you gave it an eight. Uh, I can let you take it from there. I don't want to say too much of your own review. So why don't you go ahead and- <laughs> no,
1: Just, just read talk. it out for me. That sure, way. yeah. No. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's It surprised me, which is, I thought I'd like it just from the trailers because I liked Octodad and I thought it would be silly. But what I wasn't expecting for it to actually be much more- touching and heartfelt than i ever thought it would be which surprised me on a game on a gameplay level it's kind of why i expected kind of simple puzzles sort of kind of pokemon snap but you're actually catching them with little puzzles basically uh kind of fever P- pinata-esque but yeah it's the more the characters that got me because i think a lot of people focus it feels weird to talk about this game in this much depth but there actually is that <laughs> much there like I feel like the headline for all the stuff before was like, oh, look how weird and funny the actual bug snacks are. Look, it's a burger that can run and stuff like that. But it's the actual Grumpus characters who are like the villagers who are actually much more memorable characters than I ever thought they would be and all have their own problems that you get to solve. And obviously I'm not going to spoil anything because this game goes places you don't expect it to go. There's a lot of rumours about what this game is and I'm not going to say where it goes, but it just yeah it constantly surprised me which was a lovely feeling
0: yeah i um i i'm totally with there uh with you and for anyone who hasn't checked out simon's review please go do it because i think you totally nailed it with what works with this game and it's um there is a lot of surprising emotional depth to it and i think one of the things again without spoiling where the story is but like the characters start out pretty much from very like archetypes uh, and it's very much like oh there's the gossipy girl Befica or there's like the gruff farmer wambus and like they're they're very much in these like specific um cliched identities but then as you get to figure out their reasons for being on snacktooth island and the relationships they have with one another it opens up in ways yeah i totally didn't expect it to and i loved it for that i'd
1: Um, also encourage people to so there is a point of no return in the game that's not a spoiler in any way i'd encourage people to do all of the side missions because some of the best stuff is in those side missions i think some of the best story stuff and indeed just some of the best missions and bug snacks you'll see so i i would recommend that completely and it helps you there is a true ending to the game i'm not gonna say what that is but there is a way to get that and that would help you out big time yeah so. <laughs> And be sure to find all three of the bug snacks, umbilical
2: cords, and consume them, and then you'll fight the dark, dark moon hot dog or whatever. You played it. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I, mean, I was wondering what that M rating was about. Yeah.
0: I'm boss. Yeah, yeah. All the blood and gore listed on the ESRB rating made no sense at first. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is one of those things where I think it totally. Marketed itself well in terms of the like, uh, the cutesy bug snacks and the fun combinations and how wacky that is, but the, then lets you have this discovery for yourself as you talk to these characters and get to know them and everything. Yeah. Um, and, and Janet,
1: just... oops, sorry,
0: sorry
1: go you guys go say it's great that on launch day, both that and Astro's Playroom, you've got two like great games there, I think, for free day one. Basically, if you have PlayStation Plus,
0: yeah, but, it's yeah, it's, it's free, I well think
1: nine to ten right. hours of stuff there so
0: yeah it Enjoy. is a it's, a it's a good thing to have uh, especially for the launch month i think it's free on playstation plus actually through like january 2nd or something so even if you get it at christmas like you can still pick it up then which is really smart but um janet i know you got to play it as well and wanted to hear your thoughts about it since we haven't spoken about it yet
3: yeah, I'm dying to talk about bug snacks. I mean, uh, <laughs> initially, this game struck me as like, okay, the marketing is good. Shout out to the marketing team. But I was like, okay, we we know this has meme energy, but it, is it actually gonna be a quality game? And I started out playing um also sidebar, like while uh, Simon, I totally agree that's like very heartfelt. It's surprisingly deep. But while you were talking about that, I just couldn't help but think, sickle, like over and over <laughs> in my head because that's like all of the uh, the bug snacks. Pretty much all of them say like their name in a very like Pokemon fashion where, and they have like different kind of, uh, inf- like, like uh, takes on their voices. It's kind of like they're, they're they're like little creatures are voice acted, so they have like their little personalities like within saying their names, which is really cute um, and odd uh, and charming. So when I started playing this, I wasn't really sure where I landed on it. It kind of felt like okay, this is cute. Um, the loop of catching them seems like it'll be interesting, but I wasn't really sure where what I felt about it. And the game just got better and better as it went on, which I think is like a really hard thing to accomplish, uh, even in the span of just like an eight-hour game. As you like get more tools, like it kind of became more complicated, you're starting to see, all right, well, what can I do with this new tool I got suddenly like it had that great loop of you got a new tool and suddenly something clicked in your head and you're like, I can use this to catch this other bug snack from before. Um, I normally when I'm playing games, not for guides, I'm a little bit more of a beeline player, I'll sort of just. I'm like, hey, if you wanted me to do it, she'll put it in the main quest. And I just kind of keep going. But in Bucksnacks, I really felt compelled to do a few extra things that I normally wouldn't just because they all felt one-to-one. Like none of the side quests felt totally like disconnected from the main quest. It was all about, you know, helping people out and getting to know everyone. Um, Jonathan, I definitely think everyone was very archetypal. It was very like Animal Crossing in that way, where they sort of had... Their personality traits, but what's great is that kind of emphasized that cartoony art style and also personality style they were going for. But the writing was so good that it didn't really fall into that much of like a cringe cliche as it could have. Um everyone talks about like real life stuff, which I know sounds silly because they live in a place called Snacksburg, but like I'm like, oh, this is like some real stuff right here. Like they got like relationship issues and um there's like queernesses in the story and there's always just different elements going on. And it just it's so surprising like you you know you spy on somebody who's like a jerk and you kind of see another side of them like it's very layered um i absolutely adored this game i found it it connected a lot oddly to um the Sandover village from jack and daxter like it had very similar design and very similar like warmth um so that was kind of odd playing like i talk about all the time that like jack and daxter is one of my favorite franchises and like it's like such a great game and i saw some of that dna in there and it just kind of felt like it was this great gaming comfort food, and it was interesting. Like, I was genuinely interested in the plot. Um, again, no spoilers, but very early on, you're it's kind of positioned as a sort of mystery. You're looking for someone, trying to figure out what happened while you rebuild this town. So kind of underscoring the entire loop of puzzle solving and catching creatures and sort of inventorying them. You're thinking in the back of your head, okay, what what's next? Uh, you kind of automatically get some of the clues. Maybe you want to find more. Like, I definitely went back to find a few extra clues where I'm like, okay, I got... A hint that told me where it is. I'm going to chase that down because I'm like genuinely interested in figuring out what the mystery is here and who's you know really out for what. And you kind of interview everybody. It's it's just fantastic. Like I was just really shocked by how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I, I think sorry, I think a lot of people be wondering why is this a PS5? Like on the surface level, just looking at it, you're like this doesn't look like a PS5 game. Like it's not the most revolutionary technical game in the world but what i will say is with that dual sense pressing down the that r2 to take a picture feels incredible that little snap
0: yeah that's, i also that's worth it alone. i i love it for that i i do love it it's, it's a very easy use of it but just having the uh bug snacks voice when you catch it come through the speaker is very adorable and like janet was saying i i remember a lot about the story and i, I took a, a lot away from that but definitely throughout the day i'll just go to myself and be like bunger bunger like
1: just scoopy is the one i've got in my head scoopy Um, is
0: really good i love um any of the snack pods and just the long drawn out snack pod that they go on for like a second for it's great it's wonderful i'm excited for like best bug snacks voices ranked but yeah just to speak to janet's point of like the the voice acting in the cast it's yuri lowenthal who plays uh peter parker in marvel's spider-man is in it uh, Sam Regal from Critical Role is in it. Deborah Wilson, who played uh, Sayer from uh, Jedi Fallen Order, is in it. Um, Cassandra Lee Morris from Persona 5. The voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, Roger Craig Smith. There are all these people. And that's just for the, the main voice cast, whereas then for the Bugsnack voices, it's again a bunch of familiar voice actors like Julie Nathanson, Robbie Damon, Courtney Taylor, Tom Taylorson. So it's like... All these very familiar voices doing these wonderful characters and then the bug snacks themselves. It does really. It's like a
3: blockbuster hit. Like, yeah. That's really cool.
1: Matt, you look terrified by this game. I'm
2: so excited <laughs> for this game. Like, I definitely, I think I got really annoyed by everybody just like, you know, memeing the hell out of it or just being like, talk about bug snacks, whatever. But I also, I don't know, I trust that it would be like weird and interesting because Young Horses makes, well, they made Octodad, which was phenomenally strange. Um, yeah, it also it's got that. I'm trying to think of the name of it. There's this weird old YouTube video or series. It's I think it's called like "Don't Touch Me, I'm Scared," and it's oh yeah, it's like a it's like an effed up kind of Muppet children's show type thing. Yeah, um, that just gets it like increasingly strange. And I was like, that's definitely. It seems like they're kind of hitting on some some vibes from that. So I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. But I also love it when things that appear to be cute and charming turn out to be complicated and depressing. So hooray. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> it's worth noting that like i don't know how y'all feel about it but i hated octodad i do not like wonky physics games so i kind of went into this like
2: how do you block somebody on a podcast
3: (laughs) you know what if you didn't block me already for liking the xbox ui then i already know that you don't actually hold me to a standard if you don't
2: like wonky physics (laughs) games why do you like the xbox ui
3: (laughs) you know what i'm gonna (laughs) bypass that and keep going so i did not like octodad um i respect young horses but i did not like octodad um and i really love this game so like it doesn't have any of I didn't personally, other than maybe the wonkiness and the charm, um, I didn't feel any of like those elements gameplay wise or I, I didn't get far enough in the story to like really comment on that part. But if you're someone that maybe is apprehensive because you didn't like Octodad, I would say that they're not necessarily in tandem in any way.
0: I think it, um, for me, at least as, as someone who did like Octodad, I think it takes the the core concept of that game where it is this, it's an absurdist, silly, wacky premise, but does underlie it with some emotional depth that you kind of don't expect. I think this takes that idea, but like really, really capitalizes on it. And um, it, it was as someone who kept thinking of Octodad as my reference point for this dev, like they've been working on this game for six years and it shows, like it is a pretty big game especially for the small team coming from octodad like there's six or so regions i think of this island to go to 100 bug snacks uh a pretty you know pretty solid size campaign and a bunch of side quests to do like it is it is not a small undertaking you do really feel like it, it was all well thought out and well put together and that they really really kind of took the core fundamentals of what they thought worked for what young horses was with octodad but and then capitalized on it here but with a totally different mechanic system which i really appreciate um other than that i know simon you had you did mention i just wanted to briefly touch on it you said one of the things that was sort of maybe a little not as impactful for you was was the rather like simple puzzle mechanics for trapping Mm -hmm. just just so people have an idea like yeah you need to catch each bug snack through a different means to a certain yeah, extent.
1: They're, they're all fairly simple. It's just, yeah, they, when you scan a bug snack with your camera, they have like likes and dislikes. It's often a different type of condiment you can fire from a slingshot that they'll run towards and maybe knock themselves out for you to pick up. Uh, it's normally stuff like that. And you, you get a few more gadgets, like you get a tripwire and stuff like that later on. Um, yeah, it's fairly... nothing's. You're not going to scratch your head too long. Like, it's not the witness with food. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's...
0: I would
1: play that though. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple of times where yeah, I was yeah. like, How do I get this snail down from here? And I kind of almost brute forced it in a weird way. But uh yeah. It's 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 fun enough. I I wouldn't go for this game on a gameplay level. I'd go for it more for its characters and story more than anything.
3: Um to that end, the game help in this game is incredible. Um yeah. like it was I, I, didn't, I actually didn't really like Astros game help very much. Um I plan on using it to try to get the platinum to kind of test out like how, what's this game help like and like you know kind of what can I learn from it and stuff. And uh, the thing I didn't like about Astro's game pl- game help was it didn't have any like text, and uh, they also technically didn't show you getting the thing a lot of times. They showed you where you would need to be, but not like grabbing the item. And like, they put you in the room, but like you have to go like a little bit left, and obviously that is where you would go, but that i didn't really like it was kind of hard to tell like where i was in certain areas um astro's playroom is like a very simplistic game so a lot of the areas are very notable but i think there's like a spacey kind of looking one where i'm like well this all looks the same so i don't know if you want me to memorize like this layout or i just didn't find it um crazy intuitive obviously i can get away with using it because i'm also play games all the time and write guides so i'm sure i can figure it out when given the answer but i just didn't think it was that well done um personally but next, it was super detailed like every basically full-on walkthroughs objectives for everything um I I can't comment on what it's like to like do a completionist run with that because I didn't try to and um obviously I think there are things that online guides whether they're ours or other outlets do that this won't because it's more chronological so getting a, a better picture kind of knowing you know if you're someone who's like I want to know more about like how to get that you know, real ending or what the other options are. Like, that's the kind of information that would already just be in our guide versus trying to find that within the UI. Like, I don't think it's actually in there. It's sort of like implied, sort of, not really. Um, but yeah, just for a straight shot, I think this will be close to the gold standard for game help. Um, I'm very curious to see how many games utilize it to this extent, because whoever, like, obviously, there's multiple people were working on that guide, but the team that worked on that guide did a phenomenal job doing it.
0: Yeah, it, it actually did help me with a couple uh, hangups while I was trying to collect a few but books. also in. we have a
3: guide and you should use it because, uh, yeah.
0: It wasn't available when I played, yeah, but yeah, yes, still. you should use our guide. Um, but yeah, I, as I said at the top of the discussion, definitely go check out Simon's uh, review. It's great. It's on IGN and also on youtube.com. You can check it out there. And I'm really happy that it is, as we were saying, on PS Plus. So people are just going to be able to jump in day one and pick up this really interesting, unique launch game. Um, To keep it going on the launch game train, I did want to also mention uh, my review is up for The Pathless, which is from Giant Squid, the developers of Abzu, who also have some, uh, there's a little bit of history with people on the team who worked on Journey and that game company stuff. So a pedigree of people I really like and really enjoy. Uh, The Pathless is an open world game, uh, also somewhat Uh, segmented into different regions that you go to on an island. It's basically like bug stacks is what I'm saying. Um, But instead of bugs, you go, you have a single eagle friend. And that's it. Um, but it's, it's essentially the story of a hunter comes to this island. This evil figure named the God Slayer has corrupted the gods who watch over the land. And it's up to you to fight against the God Slayer. It's, I'd say like pretty typical fantasy storytelling and the way it like tells you its story is through like lore drops written on scrawled walls or like as the remaining thoughts of the dead who are scattered around. Cause you're the only like living soul on the island at this point. But the story itself is interesting because the whole point of the game is essentially like, it's a very Breath of the Wild or Ghost of Tsushima-like thing where like if you see a place to go, you should go there because it's probably of interest and of note. And when you get there, it may just look like a dilapidated building, but suddenly picking up some lore, I learned that it's a monastery where this huge war of like the Godslayers cultists fought against people on the island and all these things happened. So the, there, the story has interesting lore to it. It's just told in a pretty conventional way. But the, the really cool part of it is... Essentially, there's no fast travel, there's no map, like it's up to you to see a point and go to it. And the way you do that is, you have a bow and arrow, you shoot one of these countless gems that are scattered around the world, and they propel you forward and give you momentum for this meter that keeps refilling as you hit more. And rather than it being about your like precision, like you're not spending time trying to aim down every single one, it's pretty much just like it auto-targets it if your camera is in view of the gem. So it's more about trying to find the cool routes to get from point A to point B. And it's this really, really fun momentum system where you're not worried about the skill of your shot, Though you can do this sort of like half shot that gives you more speed. But it's, it's less about the skill and more about enjoying the movement and enjoying the journey and trying to have fun from getting from point A to point B. And when you get to a point, there are fun environmental puzzles to solve where you have to, you know, figure out what lanterns to light in the right order, how to move parts of the environment around to be able to get a clear shot at something like all these fun puzzles that I think work really well and are satisfying to pull off. But it is this just like constant momentum that you're building that is really enjoyable and really unlike most, game like movement systems i can think about because it is so much about like from getting from point a to b is as fun as what happens when you get to point b and it like it i think probably reminds me of the joy you get when you're swinging a spider-man there's a certain joy i got by like really effectively chaining shots together for a, a cool run um anyway sorry that was a whole long spiel no, on nice.
1: that. i can't wait to play this i've been looking forward to this for a while now so it,
0: it's, it's a yeah great. it's definitely a cool one and it's one of those like yes uh Spider-Man, Demon Souls, Godfall, like some of the big marquee names that we're seeing for this launch. Definitely check those out, but I think especially Bugstacks and uh, The Pathless are like two indie games that you should not miss at launch because they're they're really fun, unique experiences, even if they share a surprising amount in common. Um, speaking of other launch games though, Simon, I know you had said before we started recording that you played a little bit of Sackboy, a Big Adventure.
1: Yes, I've, I have played the first hour and he got it today, so I played the first hour. It is... It's analog really is Bloodborne. It's just a chilling, gore soaked, <laughs> just no, nah, it's uh, it's delightful. It, it's it's just a I would uh, that. but what well, a blood soaked, blood <laughs> soaked uh, sack boy. That's a hard oh, no, to say. I hate
3: that. What's yeah, <laughs> I never Bloodboy.
2: say that. Sack boy,
1: there could
2: be all sorts of organs in there. You could be like Oogie Boogie <laughs> <laughs> from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah.
1: i play, play a platform with Oogie Boogie. Oh, um. Yeah. Anyway, sackboy's <laughs> in this one, uh, and he's never looked this good before. Um, <laughs> he actually hasn't though. Tell me more, the, actual, yeah. the actual texture on his little knits, like the the cross stitch. I don't know. I don't know what his specific material he's made from, but uh, he looks incredible. <laughs> but uh, I've only played an hour so far, so I can't really speak too much of it. But so far, it's just a really charming platformer, pretty much what you'd expect. It's mm-hmm got a lot of that little big planet joy to it the music's great that similar sort of voice acting for the characters that it's not got stephen fry this time as, as far as i know but uh yeah it's just so far very charming not overly challenging yet it's definitely a kid like it's great for kids this game i think and yeah i think it's Up to four players co-op but only local at the moment i think i'm right in saying that
0: yeah online multiplayer is going to come as a patch uh, a little after launch Mm
1: -hmm. yeah but yeah i could like that is a great christmas game if you've got a family of kids to play with like that is the equivalent of because we're having to wait for lego star wars that's probably your equivalent of a lego game this year so yeah, I'd yeah. so far after an hour recommend it unless it does go into some sort of. If you play with the kids, and it does go into some sort of blood-soaked, blood-borne fest. I'm sorry, uh, but disclaimer: we'll, I've only played an hour.
0: We'll try to let you know if if hour three suddenly <laughs> takes a dark turn. But sack yeah, boy yeah. becomes a sack man. <gasps> it's no. werewolf or mitzvah. No, like <laughs> that. <can't>. No. no. <laughs> We'll we'll get there when they get to the M rating. Um, But yeah, obviously
3: you're all making dreams because it's probably some twisted stuff.
0: (laughs) Just you wait, uh, especially once we get our uh, PS5 version of it. But uh, no, obviously there are a lot of other uh, launch games coming out. Uh, Janet, have you had time for anything else? I know obviously you've been very focused on launch guides.
3: (laughs) Yeah, um, I've mostly outside of like those PS5 games, I've played a little bit of Crash War. I'm still working my way through that. Uh, I am playing on ps5 which is through backwards compatibility uh, helps the load screens a little bit as i had mentioned on a previous episode and i'm also playing um overcooked all you can eat which is like the big mm-hmm. bundle of everything it's got one two and all the dlc um i, I played some of one but didn't beat it and i, I was, i'm playing with my uh roommate maggie and i'm like you know she's played as well a little bit and we're like let's jump into the dlc that was way too hard so we, were gonna, I we too hard,
0: yeah.
3: yeah i was like oh this is like you ever, like, think that you're a certain level of of good at something and then you're just quickly humbled? That was jumping into the DLC <laughs> from not playing for a long time. But I, I went, we went back and just to start 2 fresh. Um, I love it. I mean, I, I liked Overcooked 1 a lot. This does feel like this is very much an old take because Overcooked 2 is not a new game. But it feels like a, a big improvement. Um, you know, it was, it was cool playing with her because it was her first time playing on PS5. Uh, and she games quite a bit on, like, Switch. Just, you know, a couple games here and there. And uh, she knew just how smooth, you know, the dual sense felt. And it was funny because we were playing that. um, but we only have, like, I think about still so just the two the two dual sense controllers we want to play with all four of us. So we went to the the switch uh, game, the like overcooked one on the switch. And man, like i I thought I liked the switch controllers, which I do like them fine. But like going back, it just felt like such a downgrade, um which mm-hmm. is a real testament more just to how good the dual sense feels and how like sleek and smooth it is. Um so yeah, I'm having fun playing that, and I'm hoping to. Play through it, um, all the way. I think Overcooked, All You Can Eat, and uh, Sackboy will be like one of the two kind of uh, first co-op experiences that I have on PS Five.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to check out co-op for Sackboy, and I, I played a bit of co-op Overcooked, and yeah, it's one of those things where we went back to Overcooked One and started from the beginning, and it's nice to like refresh yourself with that because I tried doing some of the DLC like a month or two ago on PS Four, and it was it was a bad a bad kitchen it did not go well um but max i know you've also tried a couple of backward compatible games right
2: yeah um just kind of i don't know out of curiosity and um yeah i loaded up uh loaded up bloodborne just because and uh, (laughs) of course i didn't i didn't notice any like really you know noticeable improvements the load times might have been a little bit better but it doesn't like you know it, it doesn't seem like visibly more more impressive uh i loaded up dark souls and that i believe is is running at 60 frames a second which is very nice uh and i i don't think that i don't think it did that on on playstation pro i feel like it didn't but i don't know i've i've been very very happy with how how quickly things just kind of you know load right up on there yeah um i i i had a weird i i couldn't get God of War going and I don't know what's up with right. that. I don't know if that's something that they haven't like patched in or something they did tweet out that that's totally uh you know your saves do carry over. Um so if you want to do a new game plus on um PS5, that's an option, but I loaded it up and it's like I I feel like we're going to see uh in the same way that a bunch of first party stuff got you know P- PS Pro PS4 Pro patches, I think we're going to see some cool PS5 bells and whistles that really um you know take advantage of what that thing can do. So I'm pretty stoked about that.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. That'll, that'll be a really interesting one of, like, who does a remaster versus who does a just PS5 upgrade. Um, obviously, we have the Spider-Man remaster, which I've played about an hour of so far, and it's definitely, I, like, it is definitely somewhere, I'd say, in between Miles on PS5 and Spider-Man on PS4. Uh, like, there, you can really tell, I think, the lighting and, and how much that's elevated in the ray tracing. Uh, like, even just in the opening sequence when you're going to stop the uh, fight that's happening in Times Square, uh, and then heading over to Fisk Tower. The explosions are like gorgeous, and the particle effects look great. The The lighting in Miles Morales of the sky and the way the, the sunlight kind of reflects the sky is one of my favorite bits of lighting in that game with 4K, and that feels more apparent on the Spider-Man version on PS5 than the PS4 version. Uh, and also just, like, I am noticing the ray tracing a lot more there. Like, it feels like a silly thing to say, where I'm like, I'm noticing the reflections more, but I am, uh, especially in cutscenes, like the way... Even just the side of a, a car door that's getting you know, a lot of light is able to reflect some really accurate stuff or the sides of buildings reflecting part of Times Square. It does look gorgeous and there's a no, noticeable upgrade there. There is definitely still some like flatness compared to Miles on PS5, uh, obviously because they haven't like redone everything, but there's enough improvements there that it does feel like... F- it feels fresh to be playing this again and I'm excited to keep going with it. Um, Simon have you played anything else I know I realised we didn't talk about Uh
1: that. Very <laughs> briefly I've played a couple of backwards compel things i booted up Warzone so I still play that fairly often and the plus with that is the menu doesn't make it sound like my PS4 is going to explode so because <laughs> that game is no like I think it's something to do with the volumetric sort of lighting in just the main menu when you have the characters walking towards you like it made my ps like that's the loudest my PS4 ever sounded but yeah it's almost silent playing that and Loads a lot smoother. I think today actually they did a big patch to add a high res texture pack to mm. Warzone and Modern Warfare. So I haven't actually checked that out yet, but apparently it looks a bit shinier. So be interested cool. to see if they do a full pack like PS5 version of Warzone at some point soon to give it ray tracing. Because I know like Cold War has ray tracing. So see see if it happens that. And also still play Overwatch every week, and that plays exactly the same. So what more could I want?
0: <laughs> did you play any Avengers on PS5, or did you stop playing? What you I
1: mean? once I got the platinum, I stopped playing Avengers. I so <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea how long I played that game, and now because on the PS5 you can track how long you've played every game. I've played apparently played fifteen hundred hours of Overwatch, which even that seems too much. I'm sure wow. I'm on about oh, eight hundred. I'm I, sure so, I'm on about seven or eight hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that. I think that some of the older games
2: had like a weird internal clock thing because I remember there mm-hmm. was a. Like The Witcher Three had something weird where, it, like in the game, it said like how many hours you'd played. It was it was just it was too high even for how many hours I sunk into that. Yeah. And I noticed that, uh I think like Witcher said it had like two hundred fourteen hours, and then Metal Gear was like, like something it was over two hundred hours. And I'm like, I pl- again I play those games a lot, but I feel like
1: mm-hmm.
2: maybe this was something they implemented in
1: 2015, and like the earlier games have an yeah, issue with it. I feel it. like I it know. doubled my Overwatch time, but I also wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I played. <laughs> Hundred and fifty-two hours of Avengers, which is far oh, wow. too much. But, uh, but when you first said fifteen
3: hundred hours, I thought you were like you were just talking about Avengers. So when you said fifteen hundred hours of first oh no no
1: I don't know if you there's know been I don't know if there's that been that many hours since it came out. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I'm not playing Avengers now until they actually put Kate Bishop or this secret lab raid thing, in, like until they actually make the game good. I'm just I'm so excited. To see, hours. <laughs> I'm so excited to see people checking this
2: and like how whatever their destiny logs are, like being like, mm-hmm. like here's the and like I remember this happened with um I think the switch patched it in where you could see how many hours you spent on something. It was like a you know, with this the software update. And it was definitely kind of like, you know, some people it was just like, ooh, I knew I was playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. I didn't realize it was that bad. Or like mm-hmm. Well oh, I played only 17 minutes of snipper clips. Like who to thunk it? I don't know.
1: It's <laughs> Those are the bad ones where it's like twenty-two minutes It's like I'm sure I played more than that. So, so I was I had um there's also stuff where I'm just like, did I did I black out? I
2: had fifteen hours of rage too. I don't remember anything about that game. <laughs>
3: it's a lot of pink, a lot of, I, a, lot of a lot of a lot of guns. I never played it, but I feel like we
0: talked about it for an episode. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you and Brian talked about it, but I have no idea
3: i feel like i mean it was play it maybe a ghost maybe this is like the new like you know how like ghosts will like flicker the lights and stuff maybe they're going on your playstation account and just get sinking in some time with rage 2
2: i think the other one like it said i had like a bunch of time logged in days gone i was like i don't think i ever had that game like i I thought that (laughs) like i played like a demo or like somebody else's ps4 like i don't where did the days go with that one Exactly. Yeah. That's a good good question.
0: I am. um, So no joke. I know like we've talked about and obviously uh, criticized days gone on the show before. I'm actually excited to go back to it on PS five because it does have like a much smoother frame rate and dynamic 4k resolution. And that was, I liked being out in that open world and like you know being chased by the zombie hordes, but it was one of those things where like the frame rate could take a hit and it wasn't the best. So, that being there is actually, I'm excited to check out the first party portfolio and see what PS4 games are taking advantage of that stuff, uh, even when they're not doing like full remasters like Insomniac. Um, but also, I, I kept forgetting to say this i do want to just general shout out to insomniac for shipping miles morales and spider-man remastered and working on ratchet and clank at the same time like they are just Mm -hmm. knocking it out of the park when it comes to the ps5 at the jump i'm i'm really excited for what they're doing um also the soundtrack for spider-man is on spotify this is just a shameless plug because it's one of my favorite soundtracks of this year go listen to it it's so good um anyway that was just me uh i do want to briefly mention we'll have a ton more like launch game coverage coming up we have not played demon souls yet so we can't speak to demon souls i know that's one people are going to be wondering a a lot about but one thing some of the cast has had hands-on time with finally is the ps5 media remote that's
2: right
3: yeah i did so i joked about this
2: i joked about this but i totally i was like it showed up and i was like I'll do an unboxing and I shot I shot like the dumbest <laughs> unboxing because I didn't have a PS5 yet and I couldn't actually test it out and there's nothing in the box but the remote and two batteries uh which are you know they are like official first party Sony batteries which was funny but I shot the whole thing uh, I actually got a chance to try it out um it it's a media remote it works uh I <laughs> found out that I can't because I have a soundbar I have to fiddle around like I have to figure out some different way to route HDMI through that if, in order if I want to use like a third-party remote but I figured out how to make this PlayStation remote turn on my TV and then then I can shuffle around stuff on the PlayStation but hell yeah it didn't, it, it honestly, it's, it's, it's fine. It's exactly what you'd expect. Does it, to
1: does be. it not have haptic feedback? Does it not rumble when you're watching? I was on it. Like, I was films? really hoping
2: that when you, when you like load up Netflix, it would make that like, boom. or if you know, you do HBO, it goes
1: like,
2: like just whatever the, whatever the noise is. I want to be
3: you trying to do the noise. That's the noise that I want to come out of the remote. Also that unboxing you did on YouTube has 186. Thousand views on it so yep, people wanted to see i watched it like i was excited about it um I'd, I'd yeah. go
2: go watch that it's a i had a good time making that video and i i like to think that i made like i took a you know just kind of kind of cracked some Cracked joke at Destin Destin Legary's expense because he was just like he would worked so hard on those unboxings and I'm like hey everybody what's up sorry I'm late anyway here's a box let's check it out
0: it's it is a wonderful parody of his unboxings but still is just so funny in its own right definitely good did, no. did you have the gloves
3: did you no okay. No, what you need creed, to think, you i would have liked the gloves but it had i i don't know i liked it it had flair it was like funny it was informative like it had, it
2: had drama it
3: made, i really went through the whole trajectory of emotions you yeah, know there's, a, there's an arc that. there
2: there's it's a really it's it
3: was m- much like buck snacks it was a lot deeper than <laughs> i really, like, had expected um, but actually i regret not getting the remote to be honest because my my boyfriend ordered one and he's been getting randomly his stuff like piecemeal delivered and he got the remote and i was like it's the only thing I don't have. And now I kind of want it. So Gina, Gina,
0: people had this conversation with you on Twitter or Slack. It's your remote too
3: you know you would think so but um i feel like that would be the wrong way to think (laughs) let me take the one thing you have while i've had an entire ps5 the whole time no i totally understand um though
0: speaking of destin in all fairness to the man definitely go check out his uh performance analysis review series that he started he did one for uh gears 5 on xbox series x versus the xbox one and then he also just put out one for marvel's spider-man miles morales on PS5, PS4, and PS4 Pro, uh, absolutely worth checking out. It's really well done, and we actually have some input from Insomniac. There's an Insomniac Dev on there talking about the performance of the game. Uh, it's a new series that we're trying out, and Destin has really been pushing to make these happen. It looks great. It's a it's a super well done video, and especially as someone who does not care about like frame rate stuff like that is not a thing I think about pretty regularly while I'm playing a game. Um, the analysis that he does is still so engrossing and still so interesting to me. Uh, it is definitely like, no matter your sort of technical know-how, uh, it's very well told for, you know, no matter your knowledge going into it. I definitely recommend checking that video out. The after I, have to, show, I have
2: to go do the, fair that news, news show thing we do.
0: Fair enough. We'll see I'll you play later. That.
2: See I, love, I love you all. Have fun. Talk about, oh, the, talk about the special secrets that the other people don't get to hear.
0: Oh, all the secrets. Yeah. yeah.
2: Have uh, um, exclusive costumes for the DLC.
0: <laughs> yes, this is, of course, the subscriber DLC for Beyond. Max, thank you for joining us. Good luck. Red,
2: can, I, can I leave without breaking everything? Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Bye. That's I think so just, smooth. Did it. I love How it. Do you do it. I think he's How just going to it? play
1: with the media remote for another hour. He's lying. Oh,
0: yeah, he's trying to he's trying to platinum blood uh, Bloodborne with the media remote. Um, that would be incredible. You know, if you do, don't mind sticking around for a little bit. Just a few more minutes. I did want to answer some uh, questions we got from the audience. I reached out on Twitter. Thank you to everyone who responded. Uh, just wanted to pull a handful out. Uh, Jordan asked, do you see the adaptive triggers as something that will go the way of Rumble when it becomes the norm? Or like six axis, barely used and forgotten?
1: I think they'll be used. Um, I'm there's games I'm looking there's a game I'm playing at the moment I can't talk about but uses them well and that's promising. Um, <laughs> there's all I just have hopes that I think it'll be good for like I'm going to use Overwatch as the example because it's probably my favorite game but I'm just thinking of a game like that that has what thirty different characters they can make each one of those feel different in your hand rather than just on the screen as well like I think that's quite exciting I. I think it's something that at least for the next year or two will hang around. because I think all games being developed currently for PS5, especially first party ones, will be wanting to use it.
3: Yeah, yeah I think it'll we'll I... around. also like I'd be surprised if this I don't know how pronounced it will be. Like I think different games have different levels of to what degree is it memorable? Like with Bugsnax, we all remember the camera click. And that is like a, a big point in that. And with Spider-Man, Miles Morales, the swing and the tension in the web. Like I think we'll see integrations like that um at least and yeah i think that i think it'll be carried through because it feels like genuinely useful and interesting and innovative um it would not surprise me if later others adopt this in their controllers because right now for me like i have not gone hands-on with the xbox series x controller yet but this is currently my favorite controller so i'll be very curious as to like how the two stack up um but i think one of those reasons is that haptic feedback for sure
0: Yeah, it's, um, it is experiencing a game differently than I have before. And it is one of those things where I I think we said this on last week's show and it's worth emphasizing here. Like at the end of the day, all these new features do have to be somewhat non-essential to the experience because they may be too difficult for people to handle the rumble or to be able to push through the tension of the trigger. Like there are cases where it it shouldn't, the dual sense shouldn't prevent people from playing the game. Um, And that I think will, you know, maybe sometimes make devs limit what they want to do with it, but I I think that's okay because, again, everyone should be able to play games. But I think um, we'll see a lot of great uses of it in first party and find inventive ways for it to be implemented. And I think, like we said with Astros and Spider-Man, like for me, the best uses of it aren't when it's um, constantly going and the haptic feedback's rumbling like crazy. It is like the the surprising pull of the trigger for the bow and arrow or the, the subway car rumble in Spider-Man. Like there are really interesting little uses for it that don't change the scene. Like it it could exist without it, but with it is, it is enhanced in unique ways.
1: Yeah. I would say I got my series X today and I played a little bit of Valhalla with the new controller. And it's, I think that's a very good controller also and feels great, but it was that thing of, cause I've been using the dual sense for a couple of weeks now. I'm like, it's almost like it was weird that the controller like the triggers just worked like a normal controller like it felt like something was missing but (laughs) it's not like enough to go this is bad because it's obviously a great controller and a great game i think but yeah it's just i was just missing that extra little bit of like when i was walking through the snow in norway i was just like it'd be cool if my controller felt like i was in snow
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, it's um it, it reminds me, I think, more than anything, not just six axis, but like the HD Rumble on Switch, which basically has gone away and people don't really use it anymore. But I hope that doesn't happen here and I hope it is prevalent enough and I think Sony first party. I would not be surprised if it's not like you have to use it. 20 number of ways, but like I am sure all the first parties are considering how can we use this in our first PS5 games. And so we will see those. And the more that stuff is used in really cool ways, like it is at launch, I think the longer of a life it will get to have. Um, Kbabs asked, is taking screenshots any quicker on PS5 than it is on PS4? PS4 could get pretty slow, especially when taking a PNG screenshot at 4K. I really like how instant it is on Switch. And uh, at least for me, just quickly, Share button is so much quicker on PS5 than uh, PS4. It is like night and day speeds. How has it been for you both?
1: I, I yeah, I agree. It's much quicker. There's also, so I take a, like, a lot of video clips whenever I do anything remotely passable on Overwatch or Warzone <laughs> or any of those games. So like, I've saved a lot of clips on my PS4 and it's so much better on the PS5 because not only do you, so on the PS4 you have to always set like, record the last five minutes or the last 10 minutes or the last five minutes and that was just a default setting for every clip whereas this time when you go save video clip it gives you the option would you like the last 30 seconds the last five minutes the last 15 it gives you that option on the fly which makes it so much better than just having a 15 minute file all the time of like a gigabyte in size or whatever it was so i i I think it's a lot better this time around
3: yeah you can also go all the way up to an hour with your capture which if you're doing tense coverage stuff is useful or if you just like wanted to get something from before and forgot about it that's another great way to do it um i also just love all of the how it kind of does mimic the switch in the sense that you can hold like by default hold down the um create button and it'll snap a screenshot but you can also tweak those if you go into the settings you can adjust the create buttons shortcuts and make it to favor um screenshots or favor video and kind of you can toggle with those as well and change like which one it defaults to. Um, so I find that also really useful, like in case you're not satisfied with what the default is, you can kind of play around with that. And if you just press it the once, um, by default, it brings up the entire menu versus like, I took a screenshot today on, on the PS4, cause I was like looking at it for like guides reasons. And I'm like, man, I hate that. Like going back to the, news is extreme. This is how I feel. So like, you can't tell me it's wrong cause it's my feelings, but <laughs> going back to the, the PS4, I'm like, man, this thing looks like old as hell. Like it had like that dark, like, especially like the one that um i have like i didn't do all the customization or i I pulled up my boyfriends or whatever so like it was just the basic blue it just felt old like it just felt everything about it felt dated because i had looked at used the ps5 for so many weeks but i think that's more of a testament to like what the ps5 does nicely and smoothly rather than like hating the ps4 ui though i was never a big fan so I, i think it has made some nice little improvements on those uh those facets
0: Yeah. And with the create button too, when you bring up the menu for take screenshot, record gameplay, or like capture past gameplay, there are also options right there that you can choose that is changing the file size or the file type, excuse me, of what you want to capture the resolution of video, what uh, a few other bells and whistles there. So it's nice to have that there, like all on the fly. And as we were saying, it's so much quicker and so easy to be able to get that stuff. It it does feel, I'm with you, Janet, like, I've been going back to the PS4 to use Netflix and stuff like that, and it is so funny to take five times as long to get to Netflix as it does a game on my PS5. It is just so much quicker and wonderful to have. Um, Ben asked, favorite new feature, and what is one thing you want added in a future update?
1: Ooh, Can a favorite new feature be the triggers? Can it be the controller? Sure, yeah, I'll take it. I I love those triggers. I'm still... Every time I play a new game and it does something new, I'm still in that moment of this is cool and <laughs> I love what it's doing. I'm sure eventually I'll get tired of it, but at the moment, I think the triggers is my favorite part. And sign I'd love is maybe the return of themes. I just like having a my own theme at the moment. As far as I can tell, they haven't really even spoken about it, have they? I...
0: We reached out for comment, but as of right now, it seems like my my thing is that every game kind of has its own mini theme and i think that's mm-hmm. what they're relying on right now
1: yeah. but it's just such a weird, cause I'm ever since firewatch came out i've had the firewatch theme on my ps4 oh, so yeah. it, i basically just had that little guitar strum every time i opened my ps4 and that was i was so used to that that i'd kind of just won that back if i could have that please it makes <laughs> me feel at home <laughs> um, i don't
3: want the same favorite one because that's pretty boring i think Most of our favorites is the DualSense because the DualSense is really good um, or like the haptic feedback or the adaptive triggers. I'm going to go with for multiplayer that it has different color lighting on like the little bar and it also lights up like who's player one, who's player two with like these little white dots. Really small, but very useful. Um, Slash the overlays that we discussed, I think either last episode or two episodes ago, just the way the menu is kind of like nested but in a way that's quicker to access the layers of is very helpful uh, for updates i would like just i don't necessarily need themes i guess i'd like them because i think they are pretty cool and very like unique to what i feel like a playstation console offers at this point so i'd be surprised if they didn't show up at some point um they did playstation did release a really long really long article called like playstation 5 faq or like everything you need to know or or something like that angle if you look it up you can probably come across it and in there they mentioned that it wouldn't be supported at launch my guess is that they'll bring it back eventually when they kind of get the the bearings a little bit more but i would really just like to be able to customize the areas a bit more because i don't really like where the new stuff is angled i think it would be really cool to find ways to maybe downplay the cards just as an option i like the cards a lot but i do think to like max's point earlier Maybe having all that up there all the time is a little overwhelming. Like what if you could kind of do like a do not disturb mode, but for gaming kind of thing? Um, I think that would be a really fun option. So customization generally in the home screen. Um, though I also kind of really want them to bring back the different months have different colors like on the PSP. I think oh that's yeah, a- you
0: had mentioned that. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I'm right there with you. I think if I could get rid of the news feed, I would tomorrow. <laughs> um i don't need it right now and it's fine i granted we're in the luxury of i literally my job is news so i know all the things it's going to be telling me but it just it's never been a function on any system i've used to any degree um but yeah for me i think to do something differently would be probably the uh speaking to simon what you were saying earlier the the way you're able to see trophy stats a bit more in depth on activity cards or like play time total i think like. Features that were missing on the PS4 that are now there and feel like such obvious things. And as someone who does like to trophy hunt and to get all the platinums that I can and not like play games based on the trophy list, but know if I'm going to probably maybe be spending a new game plus run on this game or whatnot, like being able to budget my time that way to be able to know oh yeah, I am 50 out of 200 of these things into a certain collection, or I've done 50 headshots and I need 72 more. Like whatever the thing is, it is really nice to have those numbers there and have that be a function that hopefully all games can adopt pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, as for things that I want changed...
1: um, I've got another one. I'm still not in love with the new party system and how you create parties and voice chats. I still Uh, think there's about three too many button presses to get into a voice chat and it's Mm -hmm. not obvious when someone as obvious anymore when someone's invited you to one I just feel like they could still make those a bit smoother and just the friends list in general the way it shows parties now and messages before your friends so it just takes I don't know just streamlining a little bit how to get into parties and actually just seeing which of your friends are online could be a bit simpler I think
0: Totally. Has, has anyone tried, can you do folders yet? I actually haven't tried to do that. Folders oh, are okay, not haven't. available
3: at launch. That was a yeah. the little, uh, okay, cool. they're a big thing. That post was long, man. That post yeah. was long. I
0: haven't touched it. I have done so yeah. a bit of
1: cross-gen party chat and gameplay though, and that's worked perfectly well as well. So nice. that's positive okay. as well. That's all working.
0: So. Good. Yeah. I th- I think one of the things for me is just like you guys were saying, like more customization options, I think being able to like, lock things into place on the UI or remove them for the UI. The control center lets you do that. It lets you add and remove a few of the options. But I think just having that be more universal in the PS5 UI is something that can probably be worked toward. Um, Obviously, if it had parity with the Xbox, I think it had the quick resume function, that'd be awesome. But I also haven't, like, it hasn't prevented me from jumping from one game to the next. Like, the speeds are so great. It's not really been an issue. Um, Last but not least, Madison asked hey, do we need the Pulse headset for the best PS5 experience for 3D audio or a headset in general? And obviously, Sony will want to sell you their proprietary Pulse 3D headset, and definitely that is built to take advantage of it. But there are third-party options for 3D headset use right now. So um, I think we have some commerce pages about that up on IGN, like definitely the best 3D headsets to get and everything, Um, because obviously you probably just don't want to be using basic headphones you bought for 20 bucks at Target. Like I do often, but um, there are other headphones you can get and use. I don't know if you guys have used the 3D audio much, but I've tried a couple of headsets and they've all worked pretty well.
1: Yeah, mine of what's so I don't have the actual um, the which pulse call it, the pulse headset, yeah. but I've got my Steel Series headset, which I spent far too much money on to not use anyway. Even if I did have the pulse, so I'm going to use those for years probably. But yeah, they sound great. Of it, it, they're just a USB straight into the PS5 as well. There's actually gonna be some firmware updates for those, I think, for PS5. So yes. to make it even better. And I think quite a few headsets will be doing that. But even just putting a normal pair of headphones straight into the audio jack on the controller has worked well for me. And yeah, the I, I love the 3D audio of what I've heard of it so far anyway. So yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah so I, I think we're fine just using using whatever. Um we have a, a review of the headset if you're interested in knowing like our more in depth thoughts on it, um like as a site but it was fine like I, I think there are good headphones I don't think there are anything to write home about necessarily like there's a lot of great headphones that exist and I think the pulse is just another very solid headset um, but if you already have one that you like I think you're fine using that um, I don't think un- dep- it depends on how bad your current headset is like it could be an upgrade but it very likely if you have a decent pair it's just kind of a lateral move um, so yeah that, that's where I stand on that.
0: Yeah, I think the the Pulse, having used it for a bit, is a pretty solid option if you don't have anything like related to the video game he- headphone world, uh, and it's pretty affordable compared to some others. But if you do have something, I definitely would recommend checking with that manufacturer to see, again, like Simon was saying, for more updates or like the build quality and testing it out for yourself before you spend possibly a couple hundred dollars on a headset you didn't need. Um, but other than that, thank you to everyone else for the questions. We'll try to answer more in the episodes to come. Uh, I did want to read one quick memory card story. This came in from Nathan. Memory card, of course, is our weekly segment where we read your happy, funny, weird, sad, whatever uh, stories from your PlayStation history uh, on the show. You can write in to beyond at IGN.com with the subject line memory card, uh, and we'll read them on the show. This one comes from Nathan, and Nathan had a launch day story from PlayStation Pass, so I thought that would be appropriate for this week. Uh, And I'm going to slightly increase the Zoom so I can read this legibly. There we go. Anyway, Nathan wrote in and said, the date is November 15th, 2006. It was a Wednesday. I remember this day clearly because it was, of all things, my birthday. My girlfriend at the time, no, this isn't one of those stories that end up, and now she's my wife. That relationship crashed and burned pretty hard. Uh, made Made a big deal about birthdays and would customarily cook me whatever I wanted for dinner that day. As dinner was cooking, I got a phone call from my best friend who worked near Target. He tells me, dude, they're lining up already for the PS3, which was not going to be released until Friday the 17th. We had planned up on lining er- up early, but not that early since this was two days before. Uh, but as fate would have it, Final Fantasy III for the DS, which I remember playing and enjoying, came out on my birthday, and I just so happened to have pre-ordered a copy at the local GameStop. So I take her car and drove to pick it up. While there, I glanced over at the Walmart across the street. I didn't really see a line, so I drive over to get a better look. When I get there, there were a few people lined up, so I hopped in line two days early on my, ber- on my birthday with my girlfriend's car while she's cooking me dinner. She eventually called. I explained the situation. She got a friend to drive over and pick up her car so I could wait outside in November in Buffalo, New York, which gets very chilly. She was mad, but my mind was made up. After a few hours, employees eventually told us they were getting 12 units and two rain checks. If you left, you lose your spot. No sleeping in your car, no leaving, nothing. That's awful. I can. T- I counted people. I was the 14th person, so the final rain check. So I waited for roughly 30 hours outside of Walmart in November in Buffalo. Short story long, 12.01 uh, a.m. on the 17th came around. I had survived and had to still wait another month for my PS3 to come in. But I didn't care. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew okay. I had one secured because of the rain check. And now here we are 14 years later. And it was... Easier for me waiting outside of Walmart and Buffalo in November for 30 hours than it was for me to pre-order a PS5. <laughs> um, was it? Wow. It, was, it was. a mad day, but yeah, I don't know. Buffalo in November. I lived that's in. That
3: story November. went yeah. to a lot of places that I was yeah. not expecting yeah. it to
1: go. Home. I mean, that does sound quite nice because I haven't. Don't think I've been in a queue of human people for about nine months. So that's fair. Yeah. You know, anything, anything to go to a shop.
0: yeah maybe for the ps6 we can all go back into lines of course if you didn't see the news playstation has said there are no in-store available units for the ps5 launch day uh if you've you know set up in-person pickup you can still go do that but they're trying to consider covid19 and everything so units won't be available in stores on launch day um but hopefully everyone out there who has had pre-orders uh hasn't had them delayed until the end of december or has not had them canceled by retailers i know there's been some errant issues here or there but hopefully Everyone getting a PS5 this week uh, is able to get one securely and safely and uh, gets to have a lot of fun this weekend. And for everyone who has to wait another week, hopefully all of your pre-orders also go smoothly as well. Stay
1: strong, <laughs> Europeans. We'll get that. <laughs>
0: um, one more week after this week. Uh, thankfully, though, all before uh, the Christmas break. So hopefully we can have some fun time to talk about PlayStation together. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode pretty much because we all have to go keep working on PlayStation 5 content. We have so much stuff going up on IGN.com, so please, please, please go check out everything. The whole team has been working on a ton of not just PS5, but Xbox Series X and S launch content as well. It's launch week for them both, so it is a lot of stuff going up. Big reviews, big breakdowns, big features, big wiki guides, uh, a ton of great stuff, so please go check all that. uh, Simon, anything in particular you want to plug for the audience
1: at home? Um, I mean, on launch day, we'll have a cool Astrobot feature. As we've mentioned, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Uh, Tried to find as many as we can. I think we've got almost all of them, but we're bound to have missed some. But I'd recommend playing that first, though. There is a big spoiler at the start of that feature. So it's sort of, (laughs) you want to discover those for yourself, I think. But check that out afterwards if you think you found a lot of them. And I think next week, I'm currently reviewing Call of Duty multiplayer. So nice. my cool. review of that'll be live next week. So
0: yeah. Something else to
1: put on the PS five.
0: Yeah. Uh comes out the day after, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah. Should have you if you're free next week, should have you back on to talk <laughs> But yeah. um I'm sure you'll Who be need sleep. Free. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but no, thank you for making the time. I know it's late there. Uh Janet, what about you? Anything you want to plug in specific before we wrap up?
3: Um Yeah, you know, just to reiterate, we have our guides up. We have next-gen console guides for both the Xbox Series X slash S as well as the PlayStation 5. So definitely check those out for uh, any questions you might have. We also have a lot of um, guides on the games coming out next-gen as well. It, uh, we have two hub articles that are one went live today for the Xbox Series X uh, and then the PS5 one is going live Thursday at 9 a.m. And they're going to have kind of link outs to the wiki guide to help you guys navigate it as well as links to the launch uh game guides that we have as well. So check those out for sure. Um, including Bug Snacks and a bunch of other games, Miles. Um so yeah, and if you have any questions on uh the PS5 specifically, uh, at me on Twitter uh, or at IGN Wikis because I have been trying to take your questions and feel them and make pages and just kind of have that content out there. Uh same for Series X as well uh, for adding IGN wikis. If you have any things that you're searching for or need help with, uh, we'd love to answer them.
0: Yeah, there is uh, a lot in the works and obviously it's not going to end right now. There's so much, so many games just this week coming out alone. It's a very busy November, but a very fun one, uh, especially with all the new consoles. So thank you in the meantime for taking some of your time this week to listen or watch this episode. Uh, Beyond is normally live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at beyond.ign.com, youtube.com, slash IGN Beyond, and your favorite podcast services around the world. Uh, I can't talk, I think, in specifics, but I will say once the PS5 is out there, we are planning to do some live stream stuff, so look forward to that. I can't really give specifics otherwise, but we, the Beyond crew... Uh, is definitely planning a live stream we'll we'll hopefully be able to do more after that but otherwise head to ign.com check out all of the content that works youtube.com slash ign and other than that when we're not on the show you can find us on twitter i'm at jamdornbush, simon is at cardi simon janet is at gamonesis and max is at max scoville but he left early so forget him no please follow max He's very nice and delightful. Um, but otherwise, that is going to wrap this show up. Thank you to you both for joining me for this episode. And thank you as well to Max. Thank you to Red, as always, our producer, for producing the show and making it all happen behind the scenes. Even though I saw you tweeting, Red, <laughs> I saw. It's fine. It's
3: fine. Uh, anyway,
0: thank you everyone so much for tuning in. We hope you're safe. How we hope you you're see
3: tweeting, though?
0: Because I was checking the Twitter replies that I was getting. Stop oh. it. I was actually checking my tweet. Anyway. Thank you all so much for listening and watching. We hope you're safe. We hope you're well. We hope you enjoy your PS5s. If you're getting them this week, please let us know your thoughts about them. Write into beyond.ign.com, comment on the show, please. But uh, we hope you have a great time. And as always, beyond.
1: Beyond. beyond.